You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Unfortunately, we've run out of time today. Whatever it means for you in your club, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. Hello and welcome to episode 84 of We'll Talk About That Later, a football podcast. Mostly about opinions, some facts in there. Uh, my name is Junior. And before we begin, I will tell you that we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. You probably know that we're on one of those because you're listening to us. But uh, subscribe, follow, whatever, whatever. And tell your mates and all that all that fun stuff. Um, we got a packed agenda for you today, but I am joined by the usuals. We'll start with Mr. Suspension himself. He's back, fresh, fit, and he's ready to go. Abdi. That's the first thing I wanted to say, actually. I, I would listen to last week's podcast. I was not suspended. <laughs> I didn't, yeah. I, I, I was just busy with this thing called life, yeah. So I'm back and I'm glad to, I'm glad, I'm glad to be back and I'm happy to be here. And, you know, I, I, I was a bit of a shame that I missed last week's episode because you guys were, like, killing it. It's probably the best episode we've heard and I wasn't there, so. I would just, I'd just like to point out that man made fun of me for 80 weeks for saying that I was happy to be here. Yeah, well, I said it because, I said it because you said it all the time. Yeah, shut up, Abdi. <laughs> um, you heard her voice. She's here. I don't know if she's happy to be here, but she's here nonetheless. Uh, it's Tanya. I mean, always happy to see you boys, but whether I'm happy to be here and delve into, you know what, it's another another story. But we're here. We, we move. Well, Tanya, hopefully we can get some laughs in and then you can... You can kind of semi forget it for about <laughs> an hour and a bit hopefully um yeah. but last and certainly not least mr green screen himself <laughs> mr Muna. let me just clarify i don't actually have a real life green screen that would be wavy but um <laughs> i'm here i mean i don't think any of us are really happy to be here in a footballing sense no i so... mean it is what we have said for a long time we are just four friends who have to help each other 
get through this hard time. I don't know why we started um, a football podcast. This is more like a what was it called? Um, a support group. We are. Yes. We're we're therapy and a support group all in one, and uh, well. My name is Abdi, and I'm an Arsenal fan. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Football anonymous. Um, but anyway, Abdi, you missed last week, uh, and it was a major, 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 major talking point. Um, and we actually, <laughs> before we started, we were like, you know what? You know, we're going to do half an hour on Super League, half an hour on Mourinho, and and 15 minutes on this. It was one hour on Super League. We had <laughs> so much to say. And you didn't have your say. So we're going to open up the floor now for you to have, um, to share your thoughts and let us know what you, how you feel about it. And you said you're going to call some people out, so... Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I did actually. No, you, you last... need to say names. You need to say names. Uh, come on, man. Of course. Oh, I'm hold it. Do you think? Do you think I've ever been shy about that? Um, all right. So I did listen to last week's episode, and you guys were killing it on the points. Mark, I mentioned to you, you were mad at the match last week. You guys were killing it. Everything you said, I was agreeing with it until the end when you guys were um, praising Chelsea. You know, uh, for being the first team to 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 mm. leave the Super League, in it. But I'll get onto him in a second. My my opinion, obviously, was I agreed with much of what you guys were saying. It was purely greed, and you know, I actually we got to a point now where I wasn't watching the games that weekend because I just thought they'll be pointless as well because they will get removed from Europe, and I just I wasn't really interested anymore. Um, but thankfully, obviously, you know, the teams have backed out as well. Um, but um, I want to. Obviously, you guys touched on all the, the important points about why, you know, it's a terrible idea and what, what it could mean. But I want to I want to point out the hypocrites, you know. So firstly, I'm actually written this down, by the way. So firstly, you guys mentioned, <laughs> wow. that, you guys mentioned that Chelsea were, oh, well done, Chelsea. And, you know, um, Wait, all this time out, the time out. Yeah. Can I, we, that was breaking news at the time. Yeah, 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 yeah come on. I was, I was ready to time you out as well, but I was going to wait till the end. No, listen, no, listen, I will not. Be, I, I, I will not hear slander I, on us. That was, that was no, no, live. No. It wasn't just you guys. I, I did. It, it, I also, as well, Chelsea fans were outside the ground going, "We've saved football." You're having a laugh, by the way, because Chelsea are the ones who brought in. You know what football is now is all about money as well. They literally bought trophies for 15 years as well. And fair play, do what you got to do in it. Obviously, you know they've made their own history in it. But don't act like there's some heroes of football who, who, who saved everyone from this greed and money and all that stuff because they they're like the gate they 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 walked so Man City and PSG could run. And <laughs> uh, UEFA UEFA the the president was saying oh um uh he was giving credit to the PSG owner saying he's a man who has morals. Excuse me. PSG are literally a club that is run, owned by a country. They spent half a billion, almost half a billion, on two players. Yeah, they they. It was okay then, and then you want to relax FFP so they can continue doing that kind of stuff. So save it. I don't believe it. FIFA, you also UEFA as well. UEFA want to act like oh they're on the right side of this um, this ridiculous situation with the Super League, and they're oh we're the good guys, mate. Um, who was the last? Um, who was the last president of, of, of UEFA? Platini. And why did he leave? Because he was corrupt. Same with FIFA as well. FIFA want to give a World Cup to Qatar, who are, um, you know, you mentioned last week, Mark, about how their um, their human rights record with all these people dying whilst working on the stadium. They want to move a, a whole World Cup just to 
because of money, the money that Qatar can give him. And then also FIFA's last president as well, similar to UEFA, is the most corrupt man that's ever lived, Sepp Blatter. Sepp Blatter. So don't act like you guys are some heroes of football. There are other, some other teams as well I want to call out as well. Bayern Munich. People are saying, oh, Bayern Munich or so, um, oh, they're, they're a fan-run club. They, they rejected the European Super League. Well done to Bayern Munich. Do me a favour. You guys want to talk about how, oh, this, you don't want to do this... Um, everything on a level playing field and it's not fair to to you know to all the other clubs as well what Bayern Munich do not know the first thing about fairness because 90% of the players that have ever come into their team are bought from all the other teams in 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 in, um, in the Bundesliga I've consistently told said to you guys about the Bundesliga being this ridiculous league and you know it, it's um it's so not competitive this week alone the second best team in the league, they've just nabbed their manager today. And you know what? A couple a couple months ago, they announced the um, signing of uh, Pomacano. So, and also look at their team just right now as well. You've got Neuer, you've got Stula, you've got Goretzka, Lewandowski. Dortmund won two titles in a row under Klopp. And then they went and nabbed their two best players in consecutive years. So don't act like you guys care about fairness. And another <laughs> team as well in the Bundesliga, Leipzig. Oh my God! When I heard people saying Leipzig are oh, they're, they're, they're well done for them to not for not joining the Super League when they got the invitation, do people not understand what RB stands for in Leipzig? It's Red <laughs> Red Bull, a billion pound organization. Yeah, I've watched this Formula One show on Netflix. Yeah, I know exactly how much they're paying Max Verstappen. Red Bull have a lot of money. Yeah, so don't act like you guys are some heroes of football who 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 play things fairly. Yeah, they literally. Brought a team that didn't have a city that didn't have any teams, and then they gave them billions of pounds and then made them into Champions League contenders and, and Bundesliga heavyweights. Yeah, on that point, Abdi, as well, um, you know how everyone was praising the, the Bundesliga 50 plus one rule, um, yeah. they actually had to bend the rules to allow Leipzig to participate, exactly. Exactly. Wow. So let's not act like you guys care about it. And then, just lastly, I know you guys mentioned Sky and BT as well, Sky. Football, um, Premier League football, well, league uh, English football was, was free to air before Sky. So Sky are acting like, oh, um, mm-hmm. uh, oh, this was an assassination on 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 English football. You guys started all of this stuff as well, and BT as well. Similarly, Champions League was free to air on ITV before BT came in with the money. Yeah, so that, so that's why I, I can't stand the hypocrites. But the one that gets me the most is the two Garys. Yeah, Gary Lineker, he was. this guy he feels like he's the authority on any opinion that happens in football he has to make a tweet and then he goes oh well everyone's just waiting for my opinion and he was on his moral high high, the high ground he was on his high horse the whole week but people are bringing up his his tweets about San Marino saying that they should pre-qualify because um the the level is not good he said it's absurd but but you want to moan about the, the the six clubs in England who want to join the Super League about it not being fair as well, but you want to make teams uh, pre-qualify. What about the um, the possibility that San Marino could somehow qualify, you know, for a major tournament? You don't want to you don't want those kind of miracle stories, but you want you want it to um, when it suits you, like Leicester winning the Premier League, who's your club as well. So it's nonsense as well. But the one that gets me the most is Gary ne- Gary Neville. Everyone and their mother has been praising this guy. Oh, well done, Gary Neville. You're talking like this. Sorry, I don't buy it at all. Because when you talk about, like, again, it's all about them complaining about it being a level playing field. It's not true. Because if you think about what Gary Neville and his mates have done to Salford City, where was the level playing mm. field when they, were, when, they were, when they were pumping millions into them and making them a league club? I'll give you an example here. Wayne Rooney's brother, Adam Rooney, yeah? he was playing for Aberdeen. 
yeah, in the Scottish Premier League. He left to go join Salford City on a 200k a year salary. Yeah? So teams, players were leaving the Premier League in, in Scotland to go play non-league football because of the money. So don't act like you're some beacon of morality here, um, Gary Neville. <laughs> and then the main thing as well is when he was talking about um, oh, Arsenal and Tottenham are a joke, they shouldn't be in the Super mm. League, I'd rather watch the San Marino League. Firstly, if you're a big man, go do that then, isn't it? Let's see what, what you get. You get £17 per game yeah, in San Marino. Go, go, if you're a big man, go do that. And then... Why was he, if that's the case, yeah, why is he commenting on the um uh on the Carabao Cup final? I thought Tottenham were a joke. Yeah. And you also you work for an organization that's brought all of this um, you know, made football about money and greed and all that stuff. And then the last thing as well, which everyone has been talking about, is he 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 has this energy and he comes out with all these rants saying, Oh, I'm absolutely furious and absolutely yeah. furious, I'm <laughs> disgusted. Yeah. Where was this energy when Raheem Sterling came to him into you before Euro 2016 when he was the assistant manager of England and Raheem Sterling came and said, I'm being I'm being picked on by the media and they're vilifying mm-hmm. me. And it was only it was all, uh, the only reason for that was racism, but where's that energy? Where's this? I'm, I'm absolutely furious for for when a racism debate comes up. In it, it's all joke. It's all a joke as well. And uh, I just, I just feel like I had to say all that stuff because whilst it was going on, I was just feeling sick listening to Gary Neville. Um, I just want to say, well uh, said, well said, Abdi. But also, um, he has apologized for the Raheem Sterling thing, so I don't want. Yeah, I mean, it's all right saying in hindsight, but he had mm. the opportunity back then. Yeah, yeah, and he, he has yeah. apologized for it, so we can't keep. Um, putting people... I, I, hear, I hear that. I hear that. But like, he, he, he if he, if he put the energy he had done for the last couple of weeks, mm. acting like he's the hero of, of football because he's he called out all of this um, nonsense with the European Super League. If he had put that energy into trying to fight discrimination, and racism, then I, I'd, I'd respect him a bit more. But he didn't. Listen, after you completely smashed that. I don't know, Gary Neville. Not obviously, his aim with Southend City is to one day have them in the Prem, and he knows that the Prem would have been massively devalued if the Super League happened. Yeah. He knows all of these things. He, he's the man who's out here paying, like you said, he had someone on 200k a year. I, I read something about he had a striker on 5k a week. And the yeah, that, that's paid, the same guy, Adam Rooney. Yeah, the average wage in that league per player is £500 a week. He's out here yeah. paying his players wow. 10 times more than the average. and he, So he can't talk about fairness. Mm. Um, but let me just come right back to the, the Chelsea point, um, just because I want to get it off my chest. Was there no way commending them? I think we were just really excited, actually, that news was breaking. Yeah. You know what? This is the end. And on that note, I actually think the first two clubs, Chelsea and City, it was actually the easiest for those two to leave because they're, they're, yeah, they're, made sense. they're, they're yeah. the two who could have survived and can survive without that league. So it makes sense that they left first, um, but definitely weren't kind of celebrating in, them in that way. It was more yeah, so yeah, that, that league being, being done. But listen, Abdi, you smashed that. That was a good start to the episode. Yeah, I'll have to be quiet for the rest of the episode now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, um, so I guess maybe what we should say is that, like, since our last episode, um, loads of the clubs have left. I think 10 of them. I think there's only Juventus and... Uh, no, three of them. Uh, Juventus and AC Milan and Real Madrid, uh, spearheaded by... Um, someone said the football devil, um, Florentino Perez. Uh Florentino Perez moves so mad, don't he? Sometimes I just feel like he he thinks he's a mix of um, Steve Jobs and Joe Exotic, man. (laughs) (laughs) But um, he said that he's coming right back, so he said he's not going anywhere, and uh, so we're just going to have to watch the space and hopefully that um, we can get rid of our owners and um, 
you know, and so that the Super League stuff just doesn't happen. But there's a lot of football that we didn't talk about last week, but we are going to talk about football this week. Um, we'll start off with a final, which is our spotlight game. Um, I know Tanya's not in the mood to talk about this game, but Tanya, this is the risk you run when you join a football podcast. So, over to you. Why do you always start with me? Another team played. <laughs> but it's a Tottenham game. Uh, was it a Tottenham game? Didn't seem like a, a final from our side. I mean, what can I say, boys? Yet again, it's the, it's the same old thing. Um, I think I have to talk about the lineup. I don't want to be too hard on Ryan Mason because it's his second game in charge. Sky Sports made that pretty clear when the little pop-up came up and you saw <laughs> how many games <laughs> Pep has managed versus how many Ryan Mason has. So thanks for that, Sky Sports. Thanks for noting that. Um, but the lineup was all wrong for me. I didn't watch the Southampton game and I'm glad I didn't because I heard it was an absolute ball fest in the first half. Okay, we got the win, but I didn't think it was the most convincing of performances. And I did hear that obviously Ndombele didn't have the best of games and I don't think he's been good in recent weeks, but he is our best midfielder at the club. You have to start him in a final. You've got to give us the best possible chance. And for me, bringing in Winks just said to me, you're starting your mate. You're starting your mate. Winks, yeah. Winks, right? I don't think he's played... I think he did feature in the Southampton game. I can't remember because I didn't watch it. But, like, I, I mean, remember... He, did he come he, on? He did he come start, on, didn't he? Uh, he started one of your last 15 league games. Yeah, OK. That that just sums it up. Why is he playing in this game? Some Spurs fans understood why he was selected because he's going to run. But then I'm like, I don't care if he's going to run. What I've seen from him this season, he doesn't warrant a start at all. But look, besides that, I also felt that Bell maybe could have started, but I don't know mm. if he's thinking about, you know, the type of team City are. Is he going to do the tracking back and all of that? I think Mora had a good game. Yeah. But I just think the team selection for me was all wrong. But on the actual game itself, all I ask, right, is for players to play for the shirt. I keep saying it and... For me, they just didn't turn up at a final. It was just one-way traffic the whole of that first half. You know, we did not mm. pose any threat whatsoever. City were basically playing holograms. They weren't playing players. <laughs> they were playing holograms, statues. We were just happy to let City play. And it was very, very safe. And Jamie Carragher's analysis of it was spot on. You know, when, you, when they showed that clip of Winks, you know, try and pass forward. You know, it was all sideways passing, playing out from the back, which I've not seen us do that for a while. I don't know why we were reverting back to playing out from the back. We can't do it. And players like Son, for me, listen, when I saw him crying, you make me sick. And I love Son, right? I love him. But don't you dare cry your eyes out like you gave 900, 900% in that game because you didn't. You had an absolute stinker of a game. There was a point in the game where he was walking, literally walking, and you want to cry that you've not won this final. Harry Kane, again, having to drop so deep because no one else in the team is offering that creativity. So I felt for him a little bit. He wasn't getting any service. Rechelon, listen... I think I have to take it back. I rated him, right? But I have to say, 
boy, he's he had an absolute shocker in that game. I mean, when he let that ball go out, I'm thinking to myself, this just sums this club up, mate. It really, really does. He was having a shocker. Aurier again. Foden was having a field day. Sterling was having a field day. I don't know what to say anymore, guys. I'm just, I'm fed up with it. I'm fed up with it. And you know what? I'm not excited about any manager. I'm not tweeting about managers the whole of this week. I'm off Twitter. I need a break from Spurs because I'm sick of these players coming out, saying they're disappointed, saying they're upset. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll come back stronger next week. I'm fed up with it. I'm fed up. I want a complete reset. And I think the club, we seriously need to choose between Son or Kane to sell. That's it. That's wow. it. Be- because the way I look at it, the root of the problem is the owners, right? They've come out and said, well, they haven't come out and said, you know, Alistair Gold, other reliable sources have said, the financial situation of the club is that we have to sell to buy. Now, I'm looking at our Deadwood players, Sissoko. When he came on as well, what was that all about? Bringing on Sissoko. If Jose Mourinho bought that guy on, there would be outrage. So I'm sorry, I've got to keep the same energy for Ryan Mason. Have to question if he's been watching us this whole season. He was at fault for the goal. Eric Dyer was telling him to mark Laporte. He's not doing it. I don't know, maybe he thinks Eric Dyer is speaking a different language. He's got the brain of a bloody fish because he clearly doesn't know the basics, right? And players like Sissoko, Aurier, you know, who else? Dyer, Sanchez. We ain't going to raise enough funds for them players. We'll be lucky to get 10 million for them or even 1p for that matter. So we have to sell the assets at the club, which is Kane or Son. Yeah. And we just got to move on and keep it stepping. I love them both, but at the end of the day, sometimes letting go could be the best possible thing. You look at what Liverpool done with Coutinho. I know it's a completely different situation and Liverpool aren't stupid. You know, they, they gave Klopp what he wanted, but the board have got to get this right in terms of the manager and they've got to get rid of these players because I'm fed up with the same old crap. But ultimately, this comes down to mentality. When there's a big moment, when there's a final, it's bottling time. It's bottling time. That's what we've been doing. How many years? I've been supporting this club, right? The memories I... I do remember that, that cup final that we won in 08. It's very vivid. I remember Martin Yo, remember Harry Redknapp, remember Tim Sherwood, remember AVB, and I obviously remember Poch. This has been going on for how many years? But what's the common denominator, Enoch? Get the hell out of my club. And that's why nothing's going to change for me. New manager, new players, nothing's going to change. I'm lowering my expectations. We're not a top six club. Man City deserved a win and good luck to them, mate. Good luck to them. That's all I've got to say. I don't really want to talk about it anymore because it's just, it's it's exhausting at this point. Well said. <laughs> no, I just have one question here. Like, is it me or is it just completely ludicrous that Ryan Mason is the manager of Tottenham? No, it is. Like, and this is the thing. What, I... what, what credentials does he have? Like, uh, isn't isn't Chris Powell the um, assistant? Yeah, Chris, Chris Powell, Powell. Who's, who's had about three hundred league games managed. Yeah, the one I would have given the job to was Ledley King because yeah, uh, obviously he doesn't have any uh, managerial um, experience. But Ledley King's a Tottenham legend, so I think that the players would would have like respected him a little bit more. Ryan Mason to me is just some guy, bro. Like. Yeah, he played for Tottenham for a little bit, but what? What? Why should he be the one leading this big project? Do you know what? Like, you know... He he annoyed me as well. He said in an interview in the build up to the game, it doesn't matter if we lose, we've still got our DNA. 
What is our DNA? What are you talking about? No, Tottenham's DNA is bottling finals, man. The DNA is bottling, and that is the mentality. We just don't want to win things. If you are setting that precedent, no wonder why these players just think they're going out for a kickabout. Flipping fight for your life. And this is the thing, right? Spurs fans want to laugh at Arsenal, yeah? But at the end of the day, you beat City. You beat Liverpool. You won. You played for the shirt. These players... Even Kane, even Son, I'm sorry, I criticise the same old players, but these players too, they come out and say they want to win. You don't turn up, though. You don't turn up. So I'm sorry, don't care who you are. Love you, Son, but ta-da. Ta-da. We've got to sell him or Kane to, to get a proper rebuild because we don't have the funds. And it's as simple as that. Which one do you want to sell? To be honest with you, I think it would make more sense to sell Son because his contract, I think he's only got two years left. He's 28, mm. nearly. And I personally think, is he going to get any better? I don't think so. And I think he's probably the easier to replace out of Kane. Because Kane, you know, he's a world-class striker. The next person you look at in that bracket is a Lewandowski, a Haaland. We're not going to get those kind of players. So I would say Son. That's who I think we should sell. But, but the thing is, you, um, is. if you sell Kane, you're definitely going to get more money and you can rebuild uh, a lot of positions in your team. But again, Kane. it's just the, the recruitment. That's Steve Hitchin, honestly. I don't know who makes the... Well, he's obviously the one making the decisions when it comes to buying players, but that's what I mean. It, nothing's going to change. I don't trust these owners to recruit properly. I just... Anyway, let's talk about City. There's no point talking about Spurs. There literally is no point. It's wasted energy at this point. I'd rather praise City for how good they played and how good Pep is. I mean, fourth League Cup now, you have to say he, he's doing an amazing job, man. It's, you just rename it there to get man. You might as well. They might as well just call it the, the Guardiola Cup. Yeah. Might as well. Um, it's easy for them, though, man. In the... They just play their second string, which is stronger than every team they'll play in that in that cup. Anyway, yeah. it's so easy. But I was I was surprised with Pep's lineup. To be fair, when I saw that he was playing Mares, Foden, Sterling, I was thinking Kevin De Bruyne, Gundogan. I was thinking, wow, you know, he's not happy that they lost that semi final against Chelsea, and that's the mentality they want to win. That's why the players turn up on the day. It filters down, doesn't it? Yeah, there's a there is a winning mentality there. And like I, I put something in the group earlier about Spurs not scoring in the, each of their last four. Oh, now, including on, the final, you've just played each of their four last finals. You haven't scored a goal. We had two attempts on goal mark. One I know. On target. I you would have thought. Was. Look, I would have understood the approach if it was for ten minutes at the start of the game, just to see where City were. Yeah, of were course. At and, and and try to try to work out City and, and how they were going to play because they switch it up quite often. Pep switches it up a lot. But can't have Okay. Yeah. What on earth does Lo Celso provide? Like, I don't know. He just runs around on the pitch doing nothing. Do you know what? A lot of Spurs fans are so divided on Lo Celso, and to be fair, I've backed him just because I think he's been injury prone. I don't think he's had a consistent run of games. I think someone said he's only had about six or seven full ninety-minute games since he's been here. So Mm. it's not enough to judge, but at the same time. From what I've seen of him, not been enough. We paid like 50-something million for this guy. And I yeah. don't know what he's there to do. He's not an Ericsson. I don't know. I don't know. When I looked I think... at the lineup that Mason chose, 
I, I couldn't understand it because it looked clear to me that what he should have done was whatever the back four is, obviously you haven't got many options, but like it should have been Hoybier and Ndombele with Lucas yep. just in Lucas front. Lucas is the 10, yeah. And then yeah. and then the front three, you go with Son Kane, Bell. Bell scored yep. against Southampton a couple of weeks ago. Well, a couple of days earlier, yeah. didn't he? So I don't yep. know why he was on the bench as well. So it just didn't make sense. And Bell was not the type of guy, uh, from my opinion, I don't think he's not going to make much impact off the bench. Yeah. So he's the type of guy I think he should be starting and that's where his best performances are coming, you know? Yeah, I think Tanya made a fair point now about Bale in terms of, and I do think that was fair. Like, is he going to offer you that, mm. that defensive um, mm. contribution? And in a big cup final, when City are going to have minimum 60% of the ball, let's be honest. I, I, again, he's, I can't remember which game it was, but we were properly going into Bale for not doing his job in terms of defensive responsibility. Mm. So I understand that one. I really understand that. But the other decisions, such as Winks, um, not having Ndombele, who I don't watch Spurs every game, but I watch you enough to know that he's one of the only, if not the only, kind of central midfielder you have that can carry the ball yep. and, and get somewhere with it. So to not start him when you're when you know you're already going to have little of the ball for me was a was a brave call. Um, but yeah, onto City, they just they just did what they did and they and they make it look easy every time. Should Laporte have been off though? Yeah. I don't even care, mate. Yeah. I don't. I don't care. He he should have. They were both. They were both yellow cards. But I just don't think he would have made that second challenge yeah. if he was booked for the first. But definitely, they were both worthy of a yellow. It's mad how he didn't get booked for that first one because his challenge for the second one stopped. Like it stopped on the counter attack. So. Yeah, I mean the ref was a bit harsh in the whole game. I think I don't know if it was Walker who fouled Reculon. I don't know how that weren't a foul, but. I'm not clinging on to things like that. We didn't turn up, so. But I hear you. I think he probably should have. He shouldn't have been on the pitch, but it is what it is. I have a question about Sterling. Should we be concerned as that like, for England? Because yeah, he's consistently he's putting in stinkers. Like there's no getting away from it. He's he, dropping. He provides, a, big he provides a good. He provides a, a a valuable asset at Man City in terms of his off the ball movement. But I don't like him on the left. Honestly, I don't. I like him on the right where he's just making runs. When he's on the left, consistently, like, I think like he does this pretty much every game where he cuts inside and, and shoots into a body, a uh, sea of bodies. It's like, you've got to change it up at some point as well. And I don't like him on the left. I feel like they should be definitely playing him on the right. We should. I think we should be concerned. And he's, he has lost his place in that City team. I know he started on, um, he started the cup final. Yeah. I will be surprised if he starts against PSG on Wednesday. No, because yeah, he's been he's been dropped from most Champions been, League games. He has been yeah. dropped for the Champions League games. There was a, a row of four games not long ago where he didn't start mm. any of them. So it's, it's a weird one because he was, for three or four years, one of the first names on the team sheet there. So yeah. I've got a question for you lot, actually, in terms of that centre-back pair in that city. It's kind of Amin and Aaron. Do you think now Laporte has, has grabbed that shirt back from John Stones? Laporte has been a bit shaky. Like he was even shaky in that game as well. Like he, he, I think John Stones. He probably like the the worst thing he could have done was getting sent off against Aston Villa. Because now, if Laporte is in the team, Laporte just scored a winner. He might just stay in the team now because obviously mm. Ruben Diaz is probably the the, the, no, the Pepe, most important player. Pep is the master of tinkering. Like it doesn't matter if like a player is in red hot form. Next mm. game, you're on the bench, son, and that's what Pep does. It's crazy that even their fifth-choice centre-back, Eric Garcia, is probably better than all of Arsenal centre-back combined. <laughs> all of uh, ours he, as well. He's, uh, he's going to Barcelona at the end of the season. so. Mm. Um, any other... Uh, well, also, like, Mares had a really good game um, for City. Some of them first touches, though. They were mad, didn't it? Yeah. He cooked Regulon, bro. Regulon His probably technique. thinking about him for the rest of the week. 
Um, his technique is 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 um is crazy. But let's move on. Um, the first game of the weekend, um, uh, post Super League meltdown was Arsenal versus Everton. Um, it was it was probably like one of the most boring games I've ever watched in my whole Arsenal career. Yeah, I weren't um, really um paying too much attention to it to be honest um, with you. There was a a joke of an offside again, but I'm not gonna like Tanya said. I'm not gonna hold on to things. Um, mm. it was a terrible, terrible performance. And to be honest, if it had ended nil nil and the referee went, you know what? Can we just abolish this from the record books? I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't have been <laughs> that, but. Leno popped up with a great goal um, for Everton. Nice back heel into the net. Um, Richarlison assist. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we just have to Solid. stay silent for this one. Yeah. No, 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 no. I've got a lot to say, actually. Um, can I read some yeah, stats Yeah, you had a lot to, to say, actually, in the group chat. Are you going to keep oh, the same I was, energy, I was, yeah? I was, I, was, I was losing my mind. I was losing my mind. Honestly, <laughs> Obviously, this guy. Arteta can't, Arteta can't vouch for the fact that we get a ridiculous VAR decision and a goalkeeper throws it into his own goal. That was that. That's ridiculous. Like we can't, we, he can't control that. But there are things he can control, and it's the way we play. When we're in attacking situations, Arsenal are so, so like obsessed with these positional, um, uh, you know, positional movements. You know, at the end of the day, like Man, he played Man City played that similar way, but Man City have much better players than us. So you need to, as a manager, you need to tweak the game to suit your players. You know, you need to get the best out of your players. Let me just read some stats to you yeah, on the, on uh, Arsenal, yeah? We've got 19 goals in 17 home games, yeah? Um, we've got eight games. Oh, my God. We've, we've failed to score in eight games, um, uh, and that's the worst we've had since the, the, the mid-90s. Um, we had we have seven defeats at home, nine in total. It's the worst since 1930. Um, the, if we win all of the rest of our games this season, we will finish on 61 points. The only other season where we've had less points was last season. So Arteta will have overseen the two worst points totals at Arsenal in the Premier League ever. Um, there's some teams where we hadn't lost to in a long time. Wolves, we hadn't lost them since 1973. Leicester, since 1979. Everton, since 1996. And Burnley, since 1974. We hadn't lost them at home since all those years. And this season, he's lost to all of them. Uh, we've won 13 games in 33. That's 39% win percentage. That's less than wow. Emery. Uh, also, <gasps> yeah, we've had Everton. We've lost two games to them this season. Three shots on target. And in two games, they've only had three shots of target and two of those were own goals. So, um, and also we'd never lost on a Friday in the Premier League. Arteta came and he's, he's, he's broken that record. Let me just read this to you about midfielders, yeah? So, Arsenal midfielders, I'm going to excuse Saka and Pepe because they've actually been scoring goals. But if you look at it, Danny Ceballos, zero goals in the Premier League this season. Odegaard, one goal, I'll, I'll excuse him because he came in Jan. Willian, zero goals. Partey, zero goals. Elneny, Zero goals. Smithrow, yeah. zero goals. Xhaka, one goal. Joe Willock, since he's been on loan at Newcastle, four goals. So you tell me, is this a manager who makes correct decisions? <laughs> Junior, do you care to answer that? I, I, think, I, think, I, think, I think Junior's sick about it as well now. Really? Well, I mean, I the thing is with Arteta, like, because I'd, I'd sound like a bit of a hypocrite here, but are your players good enough? I don't think they're good enough. And I have to sympathise with him a little bit there. 
And I think Arsenal and Tottenham are very similar in the sense that will much change with your with your ownership because, you know, I don't think you get the right players in at the right time. And it is the owners that have put Arteta in this very difficult position. You know, really and truly, he shouldn't have been given the job in the first place. Mm. But... I do just think sometimes the fans are just clinging on to the fact that he's won you an FA Cup and Community Shield, and rightly so, because that's a massive, massive achievement. Like to do that, I think he does deserve to to get back to a little bit more. So maybe he should have another season. And he has done well so far to actually get rid of some, you know, Deadwood players. You know, you got rid of like Mustafi, you got rid of Kalasinac, you got rid of Ozil. So maybe you just need to. Like Junior keeps saying, maybe just to stick with Arteta and give it a bit of time. But I do hear you, Abdi. I think there are some questionable decisions that, that Arteta makes in games sometimes. Like, I don't get... Did he start Nketiah over Martinelli? Yeah. I don't get that. I don't get that. For me, Martinelli is the threat for me. I, I think I think that's puzzling. But it's not all his fault, though, you know? Yeah, but no, no manager has played Martinelli up top. So to blame that solely on Arteta is a bit crazy. Enketia was always the backup. Well, uh, Emery did. Emery did. Not, not, not a lot though. No, <gasps> can't believe you he said played. his name. You said his name. Also, um, also, <laughs> Tanya, I do agree with you. Um, mm. I do agree with you. Um, I, I'm. I've always said that Arteta's not absolved of any blame. I've yeah. that. I've never sat here and said, "Oh, Teta's perfect," and no, the players are the players. But we do have to just slightly remember that Arteta is like fresh out the box. He's a fresh, brand yeah. new manager who has never managed, never made mistakes at this kind of level. You know, never had to learn from these kind of mistakes. He sat there, watched Pen, uh, Pep, um, <laughs> and all this kind of stuff. Um, and you have to, Abdi said he's overseen. Um, the two worst uh, points totals. Well, Emery um, got fired in December or November, whenever it was. So he's partly to blame for last season. Um, and also Arteta, um, again, I don't want to defend him because mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't even like my club at the moment. Um, that's from top to bottom. Um, so from the owners all the way down to, to every single player. Well, not every single player. There are a few that I will allow. Um, but... You have to also say, like, no team has had um, a preseason, And especially if you're a new manager, it's difficult. Like, you want to implement things and then you're having to do them off the cuff. Um, and some people might argue, oh, that's where the best managers come from. But I tend to disagree. I think people make mistakes. Pep was Barcelona B's manager before he was Barcelona's manager. So... Even if that's in a, in a lower division, uh, Steven Gerrard is Rangers manager. He's been there for like two seasons, two and a half, whatever it is. Frank Lampard had a season at Derby. So, just he, uh, he, on that point, I just want to say, wait, hold on. on the, and, he, and he does, and he did. He is just like thrown into the into the mix there. I know. Maybe Tanya, you're correct. Maybe it just wasn't the right time. Maybe he should have never been given that opportunity. Maybe he should have gone and done. Um, Steven Gerrard or a Frank Lampard and gone um, and managed somewhere before coming for a job like this. But the owners are the ones who gave him the job. Mm. So. 
Mm. But he also, he, he's the, he accepted the job. He knew exactly, yeah, exactly. what he was walking he's in. He's paid, he's paid handsomely. Bro, who's going to turn that down? No, I've got, I'm, I'm not saying he should have turned it down. But, I mean, you go back to the point about um, he's new to the, to the management game and he hasn't managed at a big club before. I mean, we saw the same with Frank Lampard. Um, and Jorginho came out recently and um, said a few things about Frank Lampard. And he was really open and honest talking about he thinks the main reason why it didn't work for him at Chelsea is because he had no experience in terms of management um, at, in the biggest leagues, at the biggest clubs. So for me, I, I guess it's... Uh, but Frank Lampard has when, said that as well. I know, so, but that's what I'm saying. It, it, the proof is there in the pudding. I think these jobs are too big for yeah. um, people to be taken when they have no experience in the game or one season at Derby. Um for me, the question is when when does patience really run out? So like mm. ne- next season, let's just say, because for me, the signs aren't there that you're going to be challenging in a mad way next season. Then that yeah. you are, I can see that you're kind of there are patterns of play and you're playing some nice mm. football, but you're not picking up points. Is is the mm. be all and end? Can you show me where the nice football is? I must have missed that. In patches, <laughs> I said. In <laughs> patches, like you have played some decent football, and you can tell what Arteta is trying to do. I, you can see mm. it, and and he's bringing through young players, and and that's what Arsenal have been, and and will probably always be about. But next season, if it's another season where you're sitting in seventh, eighth. Like, are we still saying the same thing? Giving time mm. the game. I know, but you're you're, you're, you're missing the point. You're missing the point on purpose, Junior. Like, my my what I'm saying mm. is 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 next season. If you are again mm. after 25 games sitting in seventh, eighth, ninth, would mm. you say the same thing that because he's new to the game? No, I'm not. We should be. I, I never said he should be excused. I'm, I'm just giving context because we always just bring up, oh, he's this, he's this, he's this, is this, 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 this. I'm I'm showing he's that he's that he's that he's that. I'm yeah, not, yeah, I, I, I'm not using it as a, a defense for him. Um, I just think context is important, so I don't just. You I know, do think we I, use I, context though. Wait, we, we do you, use context Abdi, in, in Abdi. Abdi, just hold on. I actually agree with a lot of what Abdi said. I actually really agree, and that's why I didn't choose to speak on it because it's going to be more of the same thing. But what I am just doing is just reminding people of the other side of the coin instead of just throwing him mm. completely mm. under the bus. The but players I... are completely not good enough to play for this club. There are about six of them mm. that you can maybe say, you know what, yeah, they could get into a top six team. I know, but I get then there's that you could always challenge that by saying mm. um He's how many team. how many of that West Ham team, for example, get into your strongest eleven? Two? Maybe? Yeah, but yeah. so we're, we're the players about, aren't good no, enough there for them to be in full mm. We're talking about two different things because one is a manager who's getting the most out of his players. I'm talking about players firstly and then we're talking about the manager who isn't experienced and all this kind of stuff. Then you're bringing up West Ham who are having a probably once-in-a-lifetime season because even with um, Everton, Moyes managed to get them into the Champions League once. They got into the um, the qualification stage and they got knocked out by Villarreal. So Moyes has done this in the past and that season is typically followed by a mid-table finish. He did that with Everton. Burnley finished seventh in the, in the Europa League. They ended up having a relegation scrap the next season. Wolves were in Europa League last season, having a horrific season this season. So you, I completely understand your point about West Ham being up there and the players not being good enough, blah, blah, blah. But time will tell if it was like, uh, you know, like Leicester. 
they 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 won the league it's like a once in a lifetime thing obviously now they've got the structure where they're challenging more and more and more and more but i just think like it's easy to say west ham but then next season what if they're battling relegation again that's a, it's all it's all a question yeah. we don't know yeah, what's absolutely gonna absolutely but it was more of a point of um just the the players not being good enough um the players there are players who aren't good enough in other teams who are picking mm. up points every week so my question wasn't about why isn't he doing what david moyes is doing it was more why is david moyes doing that and arteta's not even there's not yeah. even semblance of anything of that ilk even happening for us yeah, so like that's why i answered it by saying like it like i will completely and utterly apologize um to you next season if west ham are up there and they're challenging again because from what i know from experience of watching the premier league teams who don't have the infrastructure of the so-called big, big six they get up there and the next season they can't handle the extra um, schedule of European football or whatever it is and they nosedive down and that's the truth we've seen it time and time again we've seen Leeds get relegated we've seen Aston Villa get relegated Aston Villa is the challenge for Europa League they'll get money times. though they'll get money from Champions League qualification though no, won't they I don't think they will make Champions League but I mean what I'm saying is well, Aston, potentially Aston Villa got money for being up up there in Europa League they still got relegated Leeds got mm. Leeds no, I hear spent you, yeah. a lot of money mm. they meant the semi-final of the Champions League the next season, they spent a lot of money to try and get back there, the, and they got the, relegated. Yeah. Just, I, the, listen, difference is, just... oh, the, the, the difference is, Junior, is that we were up there, and we are a top club. We're not one of those clubs who are just mm. fluking into the top four. You know? yeah, but and then I, I think the overriding point that Marcus make, when, when the overriding point that you make, Mark is trying to make, I think, um, when, when comparing us to the teams that are doing better this season with lesser players, is that... Arteta should be doing more with what he has. I know mm. some of our players are rubbish, but we do have, at the beginning of the season, collectively, we all said Arsenal will be challenging for top six and we're languishing in 10th. So mm. I think, obviously, there are some... We, I, the thing is, every time I criticise Arteta, I am taking it into context the fact that he's a new manager and he's learning on the job. I don't agree with the fact that we should have a manager learning on the job for a job like Arsenal, especially yeah. when, you know, we had one of the greatest managers of all time not, not, not too long ago. But... I am criticising him for the things he has done, the decisions he's made, the way we're playing, the, the, his talent identification, you know, um, his stubbornness, you know, the fact that a lot of young players haven't really d- developed or given, been given a chance. Why is Willian coming on and why is Reece Nelson in on the bench? Why is Joe Willock out on loan when we've got Tobias and Elneny? Why is Nketiah starting up front and Martinelli's on the bench? It just doesn't make sense. And these stuff, mm. you know, I can't continue to excuse it. You lot knew I was the biggest Arteta fan coming in when he first and then but now I just can't excuse this kind of stuff because you know it's to mm. the gentleman and even now even if we win the Europa League I do think we're probably you know he probably should still go because I can't see us progressing under him that's just my honest opinion and I did just start this by saying I agree with you so <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, oh, yeah, honestly dear. I think uh, it's, an in, it's an interesting discussion mm. because I, I, I honestly think he will still be Arsenal manager next season oh he will yeah. definitely yeah. Yeah. so that I where I jump in here is that, yeah, it's just going to be interesting in terms of because he can't have that. He can't really, no, as an Arsenal fan, you can't really say he's new anymore next season. I think next season is it. It's, it's the 100%. be all and end all for Arteta, I think. Yeah. And I think it could go, I think it has as, e- as e- an equal chance of being a really good season or a really bad season. It just depends how you start the season. And if you nah, start you slow again, what? then... I disagree, Mark. I, I think 
honestly, the signs are on the wall that it's going to be a bad season again because what, like, like I just said, Abdi, everything Abdi said is correct, and the one thing West Ham have that we don't have is that their players aren't making the silliest mistakes time and time again. So it's either you don't play these players and get rid of them and bring in solid players who are just going to do the, their job and we become we, we try to solidify or you're going to tr- still trust in these players because we can't get rid of them and it's going to be the same thing. But let's move on. Cause... Just on that, West Ham have the joint most amount of own goals with Arsenal with four. Yeah, but I'm talking about like. That, <laughs> I'm that's joking. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, I, hear you. Okay. I heard you. I was joking. <laughs> um, next game was Liverpool versus Newcastle, and Mark said that he's never pressed a button so angry in his life. So, um, <laughs> yeah, <forgot> <laughs> so uh, how about you tell us a bit more about that? Ah, oh, no, it's peak, man. I've I've kind of wiped out from football since then. Um, it's just the same old, really. It's um. It's the opening 10 minutes play like we've been playing for the past three years. Maybe score one, maybe not. And then it's for 70 minutes, keep a hold of the ball, nice patterns of play, plenty of chances, uh, and no one can finish their dinner. And then you enter the final 10 minutes. And honestly, the way it's been going this season, I knew Newcastle would score. First, you got you have the first one that was disallowed. Obviously, we got a bit lucky there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you've got, even after that, I was just thinking, I've got such bad vibes because there's something about this season that if we are at nil-nil or we're 1-0 up, we're not winning the game because, because the other team is going to score and teams come into the game knowing that. I think we played too high of a line. Um, I think we can get away with it when we got Van Dijk and Joel Gomez in there because they've got pace. But we play mm-hmm. too high of a line. It's way too easy to play. I think I've seen it every game this season, the diagonal ball over the top against us every game. And I haven't mm-hmm. seen us drop that line back 10 yards. So that's, that's something I'm really disappointed with. I thought, let me just get a yeah, few yeah, things yeah. off my chest. I thought, um, I thought taking Thiago off after 75 minutes was the worst decision from Jurgen Klopp possible in terms of the situation of the game us needing and he came out after the game and said possession of the ball in the last 15-20 minutes wasn't good enough and you've got one of the maestros of ball possession and finesse who came on technique Curtis Jones for his first appearance in a month he's been out injured since the Euros for the under 21s or whatever it was bizarre so I think taking Thiago off first of all was uh, a super bad call from Jurgen Klopp particularly if he came out afterwards to to talk about how bad we were in possession at a certain point and that was just after he had taken Thiago off um, and then you've got unfortunately Sadio Mane and Roberto Firmino who are a shadow of the they literally are different players this season I'm not even just saying that they really are um, we've got yeah. a lack of goal scoring threat through the middle because Firmino's not doing it in terms of goals or any sort of output at the moment He's looking fairly decent in terms of playing that 10 role when we play 4-2-3-1. But in terms of goals and being clinical, he's not it. Sadio Mane is not it in terms of goals or being clinical. However, I do believe Sadio Mane will be back next season. I have serious doubts over Firmino at this point. Um, and Mo Salah, he's, he's doing all that he can to carry this club this season. I'm not even joking. He's doing all he can. Another goal. Really well taken goal, by the way. Touch, great turn, thing. Yeah, bang. He's doing all he can. He's got 20 league goals um, for the third season in a row. And we're just not helping him out. I mean, dropping Fabino back into the fence again. Again, the centre-back issues are causing us, us problems. 
I didn't think, listen, if you had said to me one year ago that in a year's time, I would tell you we sorely missed Nat Phillips, I would have laughed at you. But we missed Nat Phillips. It's crazy, man. Um, and I'm resigned. I said it a couple of months ago. And then my hope came up a bit. We won a couple on the spin in the league. But again, yeah, it's Europa League football for us next season. I'm going to have to hear that. Busted that is insane. Tune, man. It's insane. <laughs> man, wow. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm going to mute it. I'm going to mute it for that yeah, part every awful. time. It's, I hate it. But, um, but what is about Ben Davies real, bruv? Wait, hold on. I have is a ben question. Ben Davies real. Okay, go on then. Go on. He's real, bruv. He's, he's real. Um, he hasn't played a minute. I don't know. What, what is this? He's like a major. Me- I'm starting to think this was a Make-A-Wish Foundation type <laughs> type vibe because he's just wow. training. He's training. Um, and and listen, he might have come into training and, and Jurgen Klopp and the staff might have actually thought, okay, he's actually not that good. I don't think he's of the level to actually come in. And it's proven we've got one fit centre-back at the moment, Kabak, and he's still not playing. Oh, you've got Reese Williams there as well, but... So, I mean, for me, I, I don't know. I would like to see Ben Davies play. Celtic were hot on his tail before we signed him. Um, there's a player in there. He's, he's got a left foot. I, I do like a left-footed centre-back. Um, but, yes, it's not good for us at the moment, man, honestly. Um, it's, it's a reset and goal for next season type vibe. But, like I said, that busted theme tune. I'm having nightmares about it already. <laughs> Mark, um, if we listen, if we even if we even make the Europa League at this point, um, I have a question. Um, just to get your your opinion, like, why do you think Liverpool have been so uh, profligate, profligate, or however you say that word, this season? Like, you, you like you said, you create so many chances. Still, it's not like you're not creating anything. Mm. Uh, what what is it? Would you, is there a block? Why why can't you get that second and third goal? I don't know because. Like the club social media account are posting finishing challenges on a Thursday afternoon and everyone's bagging. <laughs> and then it comes to Saturday afternoon and no one no yeah. one can do it. I, I Honestly, I really couldn't tell you. Um, for the first time in a long time, I was disappointed in Jota. Maybe even perhaps for the first time ever because he could have had a hat-trick and I'm not even joking in that first half. Um, and like I said, obviously, the, the Firmino <coughs> and Mane kind of down drops in output have hurt us massively. And it's not even just the goals, it's the assists as well. And Salah can't do it all by himself. I said this, I've said this, and he's, yeah. he is trying his hardest. He's up there, as, I think he's joint top with Kane or one behind him in terms of goal scoring in the league. I think he's got 29 for us in all competitions. It's going massively under the radar because of how bad we've been this season. Um, and we're missing Jordan Henderson a lot. And obviously we're missing the the guys that we've been missing all season, Van Dijk, Gomez. Because like I said, we're still playing that high line even without the security of Van Dijk and Gomez. And it's yeah. it's eating us. It's coming back to bite us in the ass every single game. I said those diagonal balls, it's, it's predictable. And teams know exactly how to play against us now because... Do you think you need um, some investment in the summer, Mark? And if so, like where do you think you need an injection of fresh blood? Because I think... That's a good question, yeah. I think a lot of it is just down to... A lot of these players, they have been performing at such a high level, and we've already said this I know, before. I know. They're, they're you can't, you can't keep that up for long <laughs> yeah. season after season. I just think you need a bit of a refresh. But yeah, going back to That's my question, I, I mean, who, I who, 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 I can't even speak. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> no, no, I know exactly. Who goes and who comes in? Who goes That's and who it. comes? In? Hey. I, I mean, um. 
We need a goal-scoring number nine, first and foremost. We need someone who will put the ball in the back of the net, uh, whose name is not Mo Salah, because it can't fall on him again for another season. We need someone who can put the ball into the back of the net. I don't know. I honestly don't know who that could be at this point, but we need someone to come in. I'd be selling Divock Origi. Um, I've been, I'd be selling uh, Oxlade-Chamberlain. I'd be selling... Uh, a few other people. I know Nat mm. Phillips has been good, but uh, I think we get 10 odd million for him because it looks like we're signing Kanate. Shakiri would be one on the list. And all, and you look at that and, and you're looking at maybe 60 to 80 million. Um, and, and with that money, we need a striker. And Kanate looks like he's coming in at centre back. Then, if, if because money's low, it looks like we could make maybe two decent signings. Would you um would you take Kane if the money was there? Would you take Kane? Oh, Who would say no to Harry Kane? <laughs> nah, we don't need Kane. Uh... <laughs> nah, I would. Uh... Of course you would, Harry. Think hey? Harry yeah. a Harry Kane in a Liverpool in a city would be disgusting. But that, let's be honest, that is never yeah, ever going to happen. More well, the City one could, but it would never happen with Liverpool. But we need, like I said, to reiterate, a goal scoring number nine doesn't even have to start every week, but someone who can score. Mm. Um, we need. Jota playing on the left. Don't know what that means for Mane in terms of is he a regular starter? I'd be starting yeah. him in most games, but next season him and Jota can definitely share the workload. Um, and Salah on the right. And like I said, a centre-back, definitely, because mm. there's no guarantees that Van Dijk and Gomez are going to come back next season and they're just going to be fresh and fit. You know, they're going to have niggles. They haven't played football in almost a year. Yeah, it's What, true. you mean another one on top of Konate? No, no, no. I mean, oh, a centre-back that I definitely want to I do. Think you might and, need I, and I'd be you signing, might need a cent- you might I'd be signing We might need a centre-mid. Because um, Genie might go. And Genie then... might go. And I'd, I'd definitely... It's just, but like I said, it's it's all money. Like, I could name you so many dream signings. Like, Basuma, I'd love. I mentioned him the other yeah. week. The from Udinese. I would love, I would love certain players, but... I think we're going to see a summer transfer window that's quite um, different to ones mm. that we're usually used to. For all clubs, yeah. For all clubs. I mean, every club in the league is losing money at the moment. No one's making money. Mm. Um, I'll definitely so. get rid of the likes of Ox, and I know you like him, but Cater, Cater seems to be done because he... I, I left him off my list because I do like him. Um, we, we faced a lot of competition to sign him. We had to sign him on, if you remember, we signed him a year early. We signed yeah. him on a pre-contract agreement. It was, so, it was such a battle for his signature. I'd give him one more season. I do like him, but it is one more season for me. Is Ox fit right now? Ox is fit, yeah. He, um, he's not playing at all, though? He's not really playing. He's getting 10 minutes here and there, but that's it, really. Ox is done. Um, do you think Cater is another victim? Well, yeah, I was going to say Cater as well, Junior, yeah. Um, do you not think Liverpool is another victim of the Bundesliga? Like, you, you see a player mm. in the Bundesliga and then he doesn't... I know he's been injured, he's had his injury um, things, but what we've seen of him, do you not think that we, Liverpool is another victim of the Bundesliga? I don't know. I, well, I feel like what I've seen of him is different to what you've seen of him, personally. Um, I think every time he touches the pitch... Oh, not every time. That's a bit of an exaggeration, but most of the time you get a good ca- a good game from Nabi Nabi Kaya, and, and he's not there primarily to score goals. Um, yes, he could be assisting more goals, and we do need more goals and assists from our midfielders. Let me make that clear from all of them. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely 
give him another season. But if it doesn't work out for him next season, we uh, I feel like it's going to be time to move him on. But yeah, I think this squad has been running to the ground for the past four years. Completely running to the ground. Got the Euros this summer. Might be the end of the cycle, isn't it? There's, there, it will be the end of the cycle. Um, and no one's getting a rest this summer, apart from the players who aren't going to the Euros. So yeah. we're going to see a lot of tired legs next season at every club. Um, we, we're not getting a rest for a while because there's the World Cup as well next season. Um it's crazy. Which is mid-season. But anyway, the next game was um, two of Tanya's favourite clubs meeting head-to-head. West Ham versus Chelsea. Um, another VAR decision in the books there. Um, I swear. That was ridiculous, man. Yeah. I, I, how can you get sent off for clearing a ball? Um, but, yeah, it's it's absurd. What would you... Werner scored, Abdi? Would, would you... Yeah, but Werner scored. Yeah, no, because I was gonna say Werner scored, and then the very next chance, which was probably like a very good chance, like he. he I can't lie. Like his performances have been okay. Like they have been good, good performances. Like he is, Mm. and he's got a lot of assists recently. But my god, this guy! I don't know what he sees in front of a goal most of the time. Must be (laughs) like a big dragon or something, and he just. Like that Listen, chance where Mount shot and then he put it yeah, wide out. That was, was uh, yeah. But this is why the eye test in football is so important because statistically he's contributed to the most goals um, for Chelsea yeah, out of yeah. their players this season. Which I found but interesting. If you're someone who watches football, um, you will know that statistics don't tell you the Every- full mm. story. Um, and it, I mean, yeah, he hasn't exactly set the world alight, but. There is kudos to him in terms of that output because it's not easy to come in in your first season and, and, and garner that kind of output, but it's been a disappointing one in terms of the overall performances from Timo. But also face criticism as well because um, he probably would would have been treated like a prince in Germany and then come here yeah. and he gets criticised and it's how, how you take it. Yeah, well, let's be, he, listen, the chance that he had was harder to miss than it was to score. Like, he didn't do anything special, but he got his name on the score sheet and that's all that matters. But then he I'm getting sick of Chelsea, man, bro. I know, me too. They're, they're, they're good. I can't... I mean, they're not even amazing not, to watch, um, but they get the results. This yeah. manager they've got... Yeah, he... Listen, I would have taken him at Spurs, man. I, I think we should have sat Jose a long time ago. Come, come. Tanya, I Tanya like says him. that about every manager who goes on a, on a, on a like a 10-game good... No, but good you have... Look, I would have, have, have taken Hassan Hutu. I would have taken Hassan Hutu when Wolves were doing good. I would have Scott taken. <laughs> I would have taken I Scott know, Parker. I, I would have taken Steve Bruce. Yeah. Maybe, it's to be, honeymoon period, but to be fair, to say he's doing a good job. Yeah. To be fair, very good to you, Tanya. There's no way, literally no way, that Chelsea would be in the Champions League semi-finals and looking this strong for Champions League football in the league the if they had kept Frank Lampard. Yeah, telling you right 100%. now, percent. It wasn't working for them, so I mean, you have to give kudos to the manager, definitely. What I know it's that hard. with some of their players, man, like under it's unbelievable. Aspi, Rudiger, Jorginho, they were halfway out the door, bro. Alonso, literally, bro. Looking at Rudiger now, he looks like no one could get past him, and uh, he's always been better in a midfoot in a back three. But what he's doing now as well, and also, um. He seems to be, and and the one I want to give the biggest praise to, and he was good under Lampard, but Mason Mount just looks like oh. a different guy. Like he looks like someone put like a turbo charge in his body, bro. That guy, every time I'm watching him, yeah, he just looks. He reminds me of Fabregas because he's always taking responsibility, 
popping mm. shots from distance, just the way he's like, he always wants the ball. He's He knows that he's one of the main players in the team. Um, but the one issue I had, yeah, was I was watching the match yeah, and the co-commentator was Chris Coleman and he kept on saying, oh, I'm a big fan of this boy. Oh, he's a good player, this boy. He's not a boy. Don't call him a boy. He's a man, yeah? He's not your son. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I th- well, do you guys think Chelsea could win the Champions League? I hope not. Um I, I think, any, yeah, do. I think any of the, I know it's easy to say, but I think any of those four, mm. uh, obviously, very they're all there. Yeah, I know. I think any of those four, um, but I do think whoever wins the PSG City semi final will win the tournament. PSG, PSG, come on. Yeah, you come know, on. I'm not, I've never been like one to say I want PSG to win the Champions League, mainly because of how much money they spend. But, you know, Real Madrid are led by the devil of football. Uh, I'd, I hate Chelsea and I actually despise Man City. So, PSG. For me. Yeah, man. Come on. Come on. Uh, I'm going to say it now. I actually think Chelsea are winning the double. Stop it. No, oh I honestly my God, do. Don't. I think they're going to win the FA Cup in Champions League. They're just too hard to beat. They're hard to beat. That's the thing. Like, I can't see teams breaking them down. Like they they they've got three at the back and they're solid at the back. Their midfield never loses the ball and their front three. Can someone mute Abdi? It's the truth, but honestly, it's just my honest opinion. No, do you know what? He's right. He is right. They're very hard to beat. They are. Like when I watch them, I just feel like you might not think they're gonna win, but they're definitely not gonna lose. They're tough. They're tough opponents. And I think Porto and West Brom. No, but but I think Porto scored a a fluke in the last minute. West Brom played against ten men. (laughs) Joking, man. Relax. They've got a chance against Madrid. Definitely two show up against um. What's his face? I've forgotten his name. Zidane. Zidane. Don't disrespect disrespect Zidane. (laughs) I'm not disrespecting him, but you know I forgot his name in it. You called him what's his face? (laughs) Yeah, but you don't forget Moyes and Hasselhoff and all these managers you love. Oh, stop it! Legend of the game. But boy, if they win the Champions League, see can we stop? Mate. Yeah, let's move on from Chelsea. I'm getting sick. <laughs> All right, um, and now we are on the most pointless game of the year uh, <laughs> segment. <laughs> we crossed the border over into Sheffield United, uh, who won against Brighton one nil, and um, Magold. That's what we had to say about it. And then <laughs> the next game was Wolves versus Burnley. Um, who who would have seen Chris Wood score a hat trick? Man like yeah. Chris Wood, you know. Well, to answer that question factually, it is his first uh, career hat trick in a football league in any type of professional league. So no one is it, until is now. This is his first hat trick in seven years. Mad. Oh, well, there you are. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, we'll move on. But what do we think? is wrong with Wolves. And then the, my second question is, um, and I know what Tanya thinks of this, but what we, what do we think about Nuno to Spurs? Oh, don't talk to me about that. <laughs> Please don't, don't, don't make my blood boil. Anyhow, Nuno, Southgate, Eddie Hatt, any of them man Southgate come to my club, yeah, just liquidate the whole football club, bruv. <laughs> Del- delete me, liquidate the whole football club. I- I'm neutral. I'm neutral. <laughs> I do not want this Ju- Jose Mourinho 2.0 at my football club. Washed. Washed. He's just a one-trick on pony. Question. Just not the first question, Junior. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Abdi. Uh, yeah, exactly. He would have gone oh, on for sorry. ages. I had to, I had to cut off. Um, sorry. Obviously, the main thing is uh, Jimenez not being available. Yeah. Um, obviously, they sold Jota as well. And um, uh, Neto got injured recently as well, so that's a that's that's three big things as well. But I'm sorry, and I know some of you guys think he's a decent centre back, but Connor Cody is pants. Man was getting twist up here yeah, by 
Chris Wood, who is he was. Like, it's not you're not playing against Harry mm. Kane, man. You're playing against Chris Wood, bro. It's like he respect and, Chris Wood, man. Respect no, Chris him. Wood is, is he's, <laughs> no, he's he's a cheese cracker, man. He's oh wait, special. do you know what? No, he's only <gasps> one of like five players to score ten plus league goals in the last four years um, in the Premier League. It's like him. Uh, Lacazette, Kane. I can't remember. It's like his his name's up there. With a couple of good players. Respect, Chris Wood. And Abdi and Abdi. Burnley scored ten goals, and all of them come through. <laughs> yeah. uh, Abdi, um, your boy Saïs, he put in the. Stick. Oh no, yeah, I'm, I can't say. See, the thing is, you, I, I had to stick to one centre back because my boy Saïs got ripped as well. But and Tomato, Tomato is the worst right back in the league, bar none. No, I know the what the right problem the is with Wolves. It's just clicked. They got rid of Matt Doherty, right? And now they're rubbish. So do you know what? They can have him back and then he'll be back. Wolves will be back. Now, I heard oh, Ryan honestly. Ma- I heard Ryan Mason wants to make Matt Doherty the captain. <laughs> Hell Doherty to was the looking, know, bro. Doherty was looking sad at the end of the game. And I was thinking, what are you sad about, bro? You're lucky to be there. <laughs> Mate, I'm telling you, take him back, man. Take him back for free. Let's, let's move on. Let's move on. Um, so Sky Sports made the biggest, like... You know, I don't even know propaganda for this game. It was the team who has been involved with the most goals, which is Leeds, 99. Um, mm. And there are goals for and against. And Man United, who have scored 66 and let in 35. So it was this big farrah about, oh my God, we're going to see a gluttony of goals and it's going to be 7 5. And we got 0 0. Yeah. I heard it was a dig. I didn't even watch this game, man. It looked like an absolute. Was, I don't think there was one highlight face. in the entire game. <laughs> there was like one shot on target. And Mesley wow. from Rashford. <laughs> I mean, thank goodness there weren't any fans in the stadium. But I suppose Man United, they're just looking at it thinking top four cemented. Yeah, they don't nothing know. else to really play no, for. I mean, they've uh, got Europa, Europa though. Yeah. Quick, yeah, quick question then. Oh, yeah, we want to see that United Arsenal final, by we the way. Yes, please. Do we think um the, this Bruno downturn in form is uh not maybe not in form, downturn in output? Is is something that is temporary, or do you think he was overperforming in terms of how many goals he was actually scoring when he first came? I think uh, you know, like we, we we've spoken a lot about how Bruno shoots a lot and tries ridiculous passes a lot, and I think sometimes they come off and sometimes they go they don't. And just right now, I don't think they're they're coming off. I I, I don't know if he's he's you know the player everyone build him to be because of his performances and um, maybe it's going to level out at some point but he, he's still a decent player he's still he's still really good for them but oh, cool it's not questioning that I yeah just, yeah yeah my question is more like it, are those numbers that he got when he first joined united mm. is that what we're going to see all the time or do, nah, we, or do we think that was just i wouldn't be surprised if in in well they're playing two days yeah, if he, if he bags a hat-trick against Roma or something like that, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah. But his performances for a long time have been whack and they've been marked, yeah. masked by his goals and assists. So we'll see. Hopefully yeah. he doesn't score a goal again. <laughs> Ever. No, I'm joking. Um, the next one is a derby. Uh, Villa versus West Brom. Um, I don't know. Villa, in the second half of the season, have looked more like their old old self. It's it's a lot of draws, a lot of own goals, self encoding Oh, is just killing them. Yeah, it's um, honest. And his boyfriend. <laughs> Who's his boyfriend? So Tanya's boyfriend's missing. Oh, Tanya's boyfriend. I thought you said and his boyfriend. I'm thinking what? <laughs> yeah, I heard that as well. I'm and not... his boyfriend. WTATL does not slander anyone. 
<laughs> these are Addy's thoughts and and his alone. <laughs> anyway, no, on, um, just just quickly on this um on this on this little agenda we've got. Yeah, I, I watched. I didn't watch this game live. I watched the highlights last night. That West Brom penalty was a joke. Yeah, it was awful. That was mm. a joke. What was Maitland Niles doing, bro? <laughs> Diving. <laughs> I thought no, he thought he was on a power league pitch because he was just trying to do like bare bare skills in the penalty box. Turn a shoot, man. No, but that's that's what Maitland Niles does a lot. Yeah. He he loves a little skill. Um, mm. Do we think kind of similar to what Mark asked about um, Bruno? Do we think Grealish is that good, or were Villa overperforming, or? Is it that Villa just missed him a lot and once he's back in the team, they'll shoot up again? I think it's a case of Grealish is that good, but yeah. Villa were also overperforming. Okay. Um, but yeah, to answer, Grealish is that good, definitely. Mm. Yeah, no. Um, oh, and I think even when he comes back into that Villa team, I, I don't think they'll be able to kind of get the results that they were getting in the first half of the season. Mm. But... Yeah, he is. He's that guy, and I, I'd, I'd be finding a way to fit him and Mason Mount in that England team in the summer. I don't know how you mm. do it, and I don't know who you drop. Well, Sterling's but... not 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 guaranteed a yeah. position, so mm. I'd start Grealish. Mark, would you sell Grealish? Grealish so... Mark, Mark, would you sell Mane for Grealish? Would I sell Mane for Grealish? Ooh. That's a that's a good question. If you're looking at it in like a um, like I take my loyalties out of it. I mean, Grealish is younger by far. Grealish has his prime to come. Um, so taking red, red out of it. Red don't suit him, sorry. Yeah, would take, red don't you, suit him. Yeah. Red would suit Mr. <laughs> red would suit Jack Grealish. Obviously, unless it's your name. <laughs> Tanya's so biased that whatever she wants to happen is like in her head. It's not based on facts at all. No. Like, red don't suit him. He does wear claret, which is close to red. Yeah, but it's not red, is it? <laughs> okay, uh. um, Let's move on. Crystal Palace versus Leicester. Um, the Ian Atro, I must say, he, I thought it might have been just like a bit of burst in form, but he yeah. has mm-hmm. been consistent. Yeah. I've seen you in 14 games, man. That right there is ah. crazy. And, and good good for him because he's been he's been striving to, to try to hit these these goals for a long time and he's he's starting to get goals now as we've seen 14 yeah. and 14 I don't even think he had a Prem goal before December this season no um, but have you all seen the goal his goal against Palace yeah oh, oh bro listen no back- do you want to know he gave me the craziest Daniel Sturridge vibes man yeah, yeah, that yeah. Had, that, honestly that had mm. Daniel Sturridge written all over it the touch the turn and the <sighs> yeah Mark I've got the question for you talk to me do you take Iheanacho next season at Liverpool as your number nine, as your main uh, number nine. As my, no. No? Not as my main number nine. I, I would take him as an option right now. You'd take him, him over Origi? Yeah, of course. Would you take him over, over this Firmino? Wait, um, he's 24 years old. He's 24. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> relax. relax. Don't want I know where she's not. going. Relax. We're not going to talk about cultural stereotypes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally yeah. thinking, oh, he's an old man. Like, really, why would Mark want him? I've just Googled his age. Yeah. Man is 24. Yeah, he came through City's Academy. Well, Senior man Kells, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm blown away by that. I'm absolutely blown away. <laughs> is it me or does Zaha score against Leicester at the King Bauer, like, every season? <laughs> I was thinking that as well when I saw the goal. I was like, he scores every, every game against <laughs> <Yeah>. Leicester. <laughs> um, 
Alright, does anyone care about this result? Not really. I just think um, Brendan Rodgers, it looks like Leicester could actually get top four. And they're, and in, they're, in, a, they're in a cup final. Which and... I hope they win, by the way. They deserve it. No, do you know what? I want them to win because I want Brendan Rodgers to actually show us that he is a good manager because I think he is. I know we've said, oh, he's a bit of a bottler, but actually I, no, I do want him to... He's a bright I do mate. want him to... <laughs> I do want him to, yeah, to, win, him to win trophy with Leicester. Leicester. Obviously, we all want Leicester to win over Chelsea. But I wouldn't be surprised if he takes over from Guardiola soon. I'm really? Yeah. You think so? Mate, that guy, he's a, good, he's a coach. He's a good coach. And he's not he really had... He's not really had... I mean, at Liverpool, he had a few good players, but he didn't have the defence at Liverpool. And now Leicester there, he's got a lot of talented players. But I feel like with a top squad, I don't see why he can't win stuff, you know? Mm. True. Mm. I take him at Spurs, but he's not coming, and I don't blame him. So a bit of a hot take, Abdi. In my, no, I wouldn't be. I'm just. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not saying next season Rodgers is in the hot seat there at the Etihad. I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised because Guardiola's not going to be there forever, is he? Mm. Mm. Well, let's move on um, to the European, other European leagues, which are probably more exciting than the Premier League at this current stage in my life. Uh, we've got a title. Uh, run in France, we've got a title run in Spain, we've got a title run in Italy. Uh, well, not really. Um, the Italy race for I've top got four the is, up now, yeah. is probably more exciting than, than the Premier League one because Juventus could not maybe be not in I've the got the, I've got the, t- I've got the yeah. league table up right now, yeah. Let me read this to you. This is so mad right now. Europe is actually moving mad like all the leagues. It, the the Inter Milan are 11 points clear, so they're pr- pretty much yep. guaranteed won the league. But from Atalanta, who are second, is 68 points, down to, I think Lazio are out of it. But AC Milan, who were top of the league not long ago, they're fifth with 66 points. So you've got Atalanta, 68, Napoli, 66, wow. Juventus, fourth with 66, and AC Milan, fifth with 66 points. is is actually going to go down to the wire. They've got five games left. And, yeah, I think it's, 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 it's going to be um, a mad one. I, I actually hope Juventus drop out. Yeah, no, it's about time another European league offers us a bit of excitement. Like a big, the biggest mm. club missing out on, on top four. Thank you, Italy, for that. <laughs> and I'm hoping, I hope Lille also do the job in France because that is a real proper title race between, you could say four. I mean, Leon losing to Lille was big. It's three, yeah, three. Um, it's two points so I, from I think, them. Yeah, I think Leon have ruled themselves out, but that looks like it's going down to the wire. I hope Monaco win it. I want Lille to do it, man. Yeah, I want Lille to do it as well. Lille came okay from 2 0 down against Lille. That was proper, awesome. like proper, like you know, come come out of nowhere. Last give me Leicester season, vibes. Yeah, almost. last season have been building. Um, last nah seasons. PSG all the way. <laughs> no no bias there. It, yeah. No bias there. Not even I like Mbappe and Neymar. Mm-hmm, sure, and then um, in Spain as well. Um, the title race there is, is a bit of a mad one. Uh, Atletico Madrid lost. Uh, Barcelona won. Did Real Madrid look? They drew. They drew it. against Betis. Yeah, they would have been tough if they won. Yeah. I was pissed off. Anyone who can stop Atletico <laughs> winning the league is beautiful. And Sevilla as well. Sevilla are only three points off as well. So they're in fourth as well. So that is a four way title race, that one. But if Barcelona win, they will go top. So it's in Barcelona's hands right now. Yeah. And they also face Atletico in Atletico a few weeks. As well, isn't it? Yeah. I wouldn't mind Messi winning it, but I do want Real Madrid to win it though. Anyone who can, to be fair, like, any, like I said, anyone who can just stop Simeone really is, 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 is a hero of football. <laughs> um, cool. 
Is there anything else anyone wants to say on that? No? Okay. Uh, do we want to talk about the Champions League and Europa League? Yeah, we could touch on it quickly. I mean, yeah. I mean, you got the game tonight between yeah tonight when we we're recording yesterday when or whenever you guys are listening. But the game tonight, Tuesday, is um at in Madrid. Um, big game. I've got I've got bad vibes. I don't know. There's something after you were saying earlier. There's something yeah. that's telling me Chelsea could. I think so as um, well. I think if they come away from the game with an away goal, even if they lose 2-1, they're in with a chance. Um, and then you've got the, the one that everyone's actually excited for tomorrow, um, the PSG City game. And I can't, I, I can't actually call that game. Honestly, I can't call it. Yeah, it's a difficult one. Very, very difficult one. Mm. I think Man City with the PSG, they've just got to be on their A game defensively. Man, Listen, Man City are, are better. They, yeah. they are better. They're, they they are. are a better football team. But City had the two better players, though. The two best players in. in you mean PSG? You mean PSG? You mean PSG. Yeah, sorry, PSG. That's what I was going to say. City had a better football team, but you can't doubt this PSG team. You know, this could be their second run to the final in two seasons. And and another another big thing in PSG's corner is Pochettino. So, who, yeah, I was about to say that. Um, used to beat in City. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, true. So. I think it'll be interesting. I agree with Mark. I think the one we're all waiting for is the one tomorrow. Um, can't wait to watch that match. Um, hopefully, it's got a lot of goals. In, hopefully, in PSG's favour. But yeah. yeah, and I just want, I just want Poch to win Champions League because you know what? It would just show Daniel Levy what a massive mistake you've made. I want it will just prove the the the, the players right and these owners they're they're full of. Absolute shit. Weren't you so, for Pochettino's head? No, he was still right to, to be sacked at the time. But looking back on it now, when you look at the mess that we're in, he's the manager that we actually need right now. So I just, look, I want him to win it, in it, And people call me a plastic fan for it, but I, I want him to achieve big things. I think he deserves it, man. He's a top coach. So I hope he can he can knock out City because I do not want City to win Champions League. I don't know about you guys, but I just want I the Neymar star making before. I want Neymar to like yes. spaz on Man City. And then... Oh, would love it. <laughs> and what about celebrate, then? celebrate in front of Pep as well. Um, Europa League... I, I really, really hope that Roma beat Man United. Like, I'm desperate. I think Arsenal going through to the final. I think you'll beat Villarreal. I've changed my nah, mind. I've it's going to be uh, it's gonna be negative football versus negative football. That's going to be the deadest game I've ever Emery watched in, in my a two-legged life. tie, man. Emery in the two-legged tie. He's, too, he's in the Europa League. It's too much, man. I'm, I'm, I'm worried. But you've seemed to turn up in those Europa Leagues. I mean... Not in the home games, though. No, we I lost know it to, was we against Prague. But... No, we didn't lose to Benfica, but we lost Olympiacos. Olympiacos, but we nearly got knocked out by Benfica mm. as well. And not not even team. giving you man bad vibes, but when it mattered in the final, they got they held a bit of like a slight pumping as well. So you, there is uh, yeah. <laughs> there is there's a bit of <laughs> just sorry, a big man drop our location. There is a bit of. Um, like you, you've in the past few years. Obviously, your DNA is Champions League football. But in the past few years, there's a bit of a history where your players probably feel you're due a Europa League win. So this could be the time. I doubt it. But... I think Man United are going to win, honestly. Do you think? Yeah, I mean, if you want me to be brutally mm. honest, I think it will be a United Arsenal final, and I do. Yeah, think... I think that will be the final. Well, but... Man United haven't scored a goal against Arsenal in four in since 2019. So that's right. It's just I hear that, but each game is is individual. Yeah, or anything and, can happen. And Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, 
He's that guy. Yeah, it? you would have a chance. I, I, I think you'd have a good yeah, chance. Yeah, I would have used that at all. Would man, not man has never won a semi-final. What do you want from me? <laughs> if we if we get to a final and play Roma, I say we win. Yeah, I, I would say that as well. But the first thing is, I don't actually trust us to beat Villarreal first. Secondly, if we get to a final against the United, it's curtains. I'm not even going to watch it, to be honest. <laughs> I don't think so, you know. I don't think so. Are you um Are you home or away for the first leg? Away. We're home. We're home, no? Are we no, home? no, we're definitely away. We're away against Villarreal. You're away. So you've got a home oh, leg. You've got a home well, leg second, which is... No, yeah. but like, mate, we've been terrible in home games, man. I'll just read all of those stats. Do you not listen? <laughs> True. Try to give you a bit of confidence, are you? The only, the only thing I can... Like, the only glimmer of hope I can... Glim- like, this much glimmer of hope is the fact that the last fine... Well... The the Champions League final we made, we played Villarreal in the semi final, and, and we and we progressed. We all know we've we got a good record one. against Villarreal. But yeah, be I interesting. Don't, I don't care anymore. I want us to win, but yeah, you will care as you will I'm care good. as soon as the ref starts the game. I will care if Kieran Tierney can make a comeback, but it's looking unlikely. Um, all right, let's talk about man of the week. Um, we've left it quite late, but anyway. Um, so Abdi, do you want to go first? Yeah, I've gone for Mason Mount. Um, like I said, his performance has been good in this game. He was popping off shots of distance, taking on responsibility. And I feel like, yeah, he's a, he's one of the key players in Chelsea. So, yeah, well done, Mason Mount. Um, Tanya, gonna go for Ian Acho, baby. Got an assist brilliant goal and yeah we've been speaking about how good he's been in recent games and I think he deserves it so yeah big up Ianacho man Mark got to give it to Chris Wood this week um, got the three goals got the assist and just an overall really strong performance fair and I'm going to go with Laporte um, oh. off, but scoring a winner in a in a in a final is, is big things and sorry Tanya so. I really, really thought we were friends, Junior, but obviously not. So, yeah, that makes <laughs> me feel last... really great. I mean, I just end it on apologising, apologising to the listeners because we're so we're all so down this week. This is like a support group. Oh, no, <laughs> apologise for. Yeah, we're, we're yeah. all too deflated, man. We're not there right now. We're not there. Don't worry. Yeah, I don't. When, think um... I... Go on, sorry, Tanya. No, it's all right. Don't worry. I had nothing. Don't worry. Uh, I was just gonna say, like, I don't think I'm in an emotional space where I'm. A, I should be allowed to talk about Arsenal. <laughs> Everyone's oh. just empty right now, man. Mate, I'm still. Hey. I still don't know who my bloody manager's gonna be, so I can't really be talking about Tottenham right now. Just give me next season already, man. With crowds, football. I think for, Well, I mean, football has lost it. Uh, Half of I its identity this season. Wholeheartedly agree, man. Yeah. It's so boring watching football yeah. without crowds. So man. dead. So so dead. Like it was even nice to see just like what two thousand, three thousand fans eight thousand. Well, I mean eight. a piece. Well, they had oh, like, a piece. Yeah, yeah, piece, yeah. So yeah, yeah. In the Carabao Cup final. It was to be fair. It was quite. It's quite refreshing. Yeah. Hope well, Spurs season. fans threw stuff at Daniel Levy. <laughs> I just want. Word. I just want this whole pandemic thing to. to yeah, go man. To go away. Same. Well, we're, Same. we're we're coming up to the the finish line right now, isn't it? So they're they're. Yeah. Like, well, I know it's not not same sport, but UFC had a full crowd with like no social distancing. Mm-hmm. So, well, no. Yeah, but America, yeah, but America, America is is the wild. Miami hasn't had any 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 
uh, COVID protocols. <laughs> uh, them man in Atlanta were having raves every night. I don't know what you're talking about. COVID, COVID didn't exist. There is some good news that in Australia, they had like 70,000 people crammed into a thing to watch an Australian mm. rules, Aussie rules match or whatever that means. But um, shout out them, man, there. <laughs> All right, just to finish, PL Hall of Fame. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, Shira and Henri. Watching, watching that, watching that whole thing, and just listening to Thierry, and then seeing Arsene Wenger made me. I was like, I hate Arsenal. This <laughs> Arsenal, I just I, why? And then yeah, they got Henri yeah. talking about Burkup at the end. Oh man, you must that. think like it is a massive fall from grace, like. I know I moan about Tottenham a lot, yeah, but let's be real, we've always been a crap club, but I think there's nothing worse when you're a club that has been so successful to be where you are now, when you did have your, like, Vieiras, your Henri's, like, what has happened to you? You better stop right now, because you're going to make us cry. (laughs) (laughs) No, it shows... It's true! It shows how hard it is to sustain sustain success in football. You mean, even... United haven't won the league for seven-odd years now. Or the cha- like they haven't won a ma- in terms of the Premier League or the Champions League. We obviously didn't win the league for thirty years before we won the Champions League. It was fourteen odd years. It's so hard to sustain success. That's why I always say to these two that I do feel like you'll be back one day, but it is a rocky road. It took us like 10, 12 years. Will we will we be back, Mark? I mean, you ain't won the league since nineteen sixty one. Depends will on the definition of back. You have to be at the table first to come back in here. <laughs> Oh, man was yeah. sitting outside like can I come back in you never came in in the first place bro <laughs> Oi, we're, we're like them little kids that can't get into the club like, you know, you know them dons who wait at a barrier for someone to walk through in the tube <laughs> yeah. station and yeah. walk through putting <laughs> <laughs> them outside making friends with people smoking cigarettes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, but on the PL Hall of Fame who do you think will be next in because we've got Thierry Henry and Shearer yeah. it's, it's well, six they, they more isn't it they put a vote out yeah, of 25, um, yeah. 25 players. For six more, right? Uh, I don't know. How, I don't I think it's six more. more. I vote, you, you vote for six. I don't know if it I is. I vote six. for all the Arsenal players, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, I, that, I, don't, I actually don't think you're joking, to be fair. I, I, yeah, I, I, I know, and Gerard, And Gerard. I voted for five Arsenal players and Gerard. I, I did have I had Burkamp in mine, Ashley Cole in mine, um, oh, Gerard. I, can't, I actually can't remember. John Terry, Rio Ferdinand. I can't remember who my fifth one was. Yeah, I was about to say I can't vote. No, for, no, listen, I I completely understand yeah, and comprehend that. But yeah. if like, if I just got yeah, my football yeah, yeah. goggles on, they has to be in there. Yeah, but it was football related his incident, you know, with mm. uh, Anton. So anyway, I don't want to harp on that. Um, okay, last question: Do you think that Alan Shearer and Thierry Henry are deserving of being the first two? Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I did think they were going to choose Gareth Barry because he has this uh, appearance record. But um, obviously, you've got the best players ever played in the Premier League and the one who scored the most goals, of course. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, before we end, uh, who would you like to see inducted who maybe wasn't on the list, um, but you think, you know what? I think they. Was Rooney on the list? <laughs> No. Uh, yeah. no. no, he was, yeah. yeah. No, Rooney, he's, he's not eligible because he retired only recently. Oh. Yeah. You have to have oh, retired yeah, before yeah, August yeah. 2020. Yeah, yeah. No, it's right. before August 2020. Before yeah, he still played for Derby then, innit? Yeah. Oh. Okay. 
But yeah, um, the one, the one could have been outside on that of who? Vincent Company, because he officially retired in like twenty twenty. I might have been twenty twenty. Oh, he was on the list. He was on the list. I did see him on the list. Oh, was yeah. he? Cool. Uh, but the one to answer your question, Junior, I think the person I would induct is um, Kaisaka. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you guys later. <laughs> this guy. Honestly. Um, yeah, we'll be we'll be back next week <laughs> with another episode of. We'll talk about that later. Hopefully, we'll be in better spirits. Uh, Arsenal fans, I doubt it. Find a I'm telling you right now, I won't be because we've got United. Be. So, oh yeah, you know, never win Old Trafford, didn't it? We've got my favourite team, Sheffield United, next. Woo! Oh, Can't you're gonna wait. beat them. I couldn't care less, mate. Play the <laughs> under 18s, bro. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we'll we'll see you when we see you. Bye. Big ups. <laughs> Honestly, if you're still here, you, the Pick the ratings you are lot, all man. yours. I mean, if you're still here, go lie down. Yeah, have a, and have a think about why you're actually... Have a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> Find a place and go cry. Bye. Uh, peace out. Yeah. Sports Social Podcast Network.